Hello, church family and everyone that's tuned in today's broadcast. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, I just want to encourage you to click the like button and hit subscribe. And, and again, I want to encourage you to go to the Life Church online. You can, you can hear from me every week. We'll have the others that will come out, you know, in, in, uh, from the campuses, and, and you'll be able to hear some of those later. But, but weekly on Saturday night and Sunday morning, we're pushing out the Life Church online. So we just encourage you in that. And uh, God bless all of you with our television ministry there in San Angelo. We appreciate all of you who have watched us 20-something years now. We've been on, on TV there. And uh, what a great, great uh, just um, what God has done. And I'll put it that way. Somebody asked me about looking into this camera and being able to talk to people. And how does that work? I said, uh, simply by the grace of God, that God does that. And I see you. I, I, it's as if I know you're there and I know that you're, you're receiving God's word. And that's, that's what drives me in this. And I love you and I care about you. And we're going to continue teaching the word of God, the unadulterated truth from God's word, from a biblical worldview. And uh, I believe in the word. It's powerful. It's transformative. Uh, God's not into behavior modification. He's into true inward transformation by His Spirit in His Word working in us and through us. Well, today we're starting a new series, and I'm excited. I say just a, a very big happy Valentine's to all of you celebrating, all you couples celebrating Valentine's this weekend. And um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about relationships, but, but this series is about living on track and I just felt that, that as we are coming out of pandemic and coming out of some of the craziness uh, that has gone on um, throughout our nation in so many ways and a lot of fear, and there's still a lot of that that's going on, a lot of concern that's taking place and happening, and rightfully so in many ways. Um, cancel culture is, is heavily on the, on the rise and, and the anti-conservative movement, the, the anti-Christian, the persecution against the church, we have reason to be concerned, not only in this nation, but throughout the world. And when weak leadership begins to take the, take the helm, we see other nations that they begin to get a little crazy in this. And so we need to be in prayer. We need to believe God that uh, for our leadership of our country to rise up and take a strong stand so that other nations don't get crazy out there, it matters. The U.S. is vital to this. I, I just I didn't plan that, but I spoke to that. So hopefully you'll receive that. You know, when we look at, at where we're at in, in just kicking off uh, this, this series on, on living on track, it's going to incorporate some things that's going to get down to very, very personal areas of how we're able to overcome in this life, how to deal with, with some of the mental struggles that we've had, how to deal with some of the some of the emotional trauma and different things that, that happen in a lot of our children. You know, we're seeing a lot of new data that's out there on the suffering with all the lockdowns and all the, all the things that have gone on. And not only from an educational loss, but, but socially, the, the disconnect and dysfunction and some of the things. And so getting all of that back working is, is going to be vital. We were made to do life together. That's the realization and so kicking this series off, I'm excited to be able to focus on relationships, and it happens to fall on Valentine's. 
So, so again, God bless all of you couples. Pray that you have, have a, a great time together. And many of you may be out and about. You're maybe you're watching this online via somewhere else because you're spending time together. And that's a good thing. You need that. Here I'm going to look. Let's if if we want a relationship to last, we gotta we gotta imply we gotta truly apply word-based principles. The Word of God, those truths need to be at work in our lives to to be successful. That's vital. And with that, one of the things that I'm going to talk about that with today that every relationship needs is true um, uh, trust. For a relationship to have depth, for a relationship to be built to last, you've got to have the culture of truth, of, of trust, excuse me, the culture of trust. What, is, what does that look like and how do we live out of that? And so we're going to approach that and, and look at some of that today. I want to start here in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, here in verse 9. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall... One will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. And again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. What a fuck powerful passage. Now let's look at this from a place of trust. It says in Proverbs 25, 19, I'm going to read this from the New Century Version. It says, trusting unfaithful people when you're in trouble is like eating with a broken tooth or walking with a crippled foot. I don't know about you, but I've been around some, had some folks in my life that were very unfaithful, very disloyal, and believe me, it was like eating with a broken tooth or with a broken ankle. It, uh, it, it definitely is painful because, you know, some things you, you need to realize you just can't trust. Some things you can't trust. There's, there's unsafe people that are out there, and you can't trust them. If, if they have certain behaviors that are continuing, you know, that, that, that make them an unsafe person, then they need to be dealt with and treated in a certain way. You just have to recognize that. I, I see for for me, I'm in West Texas. I'm not gonna tr trust a rattlesnake. <laughs> Why well, they bite, you know? And well, I'll catch it right behind. I had this guy one time. He was from from another state, and and he hadn't been around West Texas rattlesnakes. And we were out doing some. We were on a rattlesnake roundup, so we we're catching rattlesnakes. I know it's a little insane for some of you to even think about doing that. And so we're out there. We're gassing holes, bringing them out. They were catching them, putting them, you know, I'm talking live snakes. And, uh, but this guy, he, you know, we're using big old, these, these long snake grabbers, you know, to grab them behind their head. And, and uh, he kept wanting to try and, buy, with his hand, reach down and grab one behind his head. And I was like, you're crazy. You're insane. And so I said, watch what will happen. And I put that snake catcher just a little, just a little bit behind the head. And immediately when I grabbed on, that snake turned around. Yeah, within the and I got him on the snake catcher and still bit the snake catcher. I'm like, you don't you don't want to uh, miss, have a mishap here, and so you can't trust a rattlesnake. I had an old horse one time. You couldn't trust that horse. As soon as he felt you relax, he's gonna throw you on the ground. It's just it was in his nature to do that. I don't trust career politicians. <laughs> I think that's a major problem. We need 
term limits on this thing, folks. That's the reality. If they've been in it 30, 40, 50 years, no wonder we're jacked up in this country. We got career politicians that have just, they're corrupt. They've created a system that is corrupt. And we've got to break through that. We've got to break out of this. Don't get me going on that right now. So there's things that you don't trust in life. An unfaithful person you can't trust. But for any healthy relationship, you have to build the culture of trust. That culture has to be there. For a healthy marriage, listen, listen, you, you married couples, are you thinking about Valentine's? It is a culture of trust. And trust can be a very fragile thing. And if you violate and you break trust, it can do major damage to your relationship, any relationship. So we need the culture of trust. Well, what does that look like? The first thing is it's about integrity in the, in the relationship. If you're going to have an outworking, a culture of trust, you've got to, there's got to be integrity. Integrity is, is, is being able to be the same all the time, even, even in the dark, even outside of when nobody's watching, nobody's looking, being able to be the same when nobody's looking of the core values and who you really say that you are and present that you are, that's integrity. And when you have integrity, all of a sudden it, it begins to show up in a relationship and, and because they know that, look, you're not going to hide key things from them. You're not going to say, I, I know an individual one time and he had, he had his own little private bank account, you know, and and uh, he, was, he was chasing other women and using funds and finances to be able to, to, to do certain things and out of that fund that his wife didn't know about. That's a dangerous thing. You can't do that and have a healthy relationship. If there's no integrity, then you're not going to have a culture of trust. You have to have trust in a relationship to have any depth to it, to have any healthy relationship at all. Trust is vital in that. So integrity plays a vital role. Number two, it's respect. Respect. This, this comes from our motives. Having, being able to really see people and their actions and understand that their motives are pure, that's, it's vital. And if you can't see that, and ultimately it should represent, you know, a motivation of love, <laughs> That if, that if I love you, then I respect you. And so it, it determines what this relationship is, whether it is a, a professional relationship, a friendship relationship, if it's, if it's a husband-wife relationship. There's different relationships. And there's respect within that that builds trust that you're able to exemplify and say, okay, because of this, I am able to trust you because I respect you because, listen, you're, you're a person to be respected. I, in leading, in leading teams, leading organizations, leading as senior pastor of a church, being able to hear the voice of God, having my team be able to, to trust me, that, that it's about that they, they ultimately, they're respecting me. And, uh, and somebody said one time, you know, that, that, uh, that well, you, you, it's better to just be respected rather than liked. But let me tell you, those things really work together. If, if, 
ask ask a politician about that. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, we've had we had a leader that that uh, he was he was all about being respected, but not necessarily liked. Well, if people don't like you and you don't have any approval, you're not going to get reelected. That's the that's the bottom line. Somehow, you got to have this thing working together to where your motives need to be pure enough that people can see the actions from those motives of true love and respect. There's a book out there about that. And from that place, out of this, out of this respect, I choose to have now trust in our relationship because of respect that's there. Now, it's vital for, for any depth of relationship. Please get this. That, that there's an, in respect, we could have used the word honor because where, there, where there's no honor in that, see, you know, Jesus talked about even with his own life that he had to leave a certain, his own hometown, that, that there was a lack of honor there. Uh, that places where they rejected him, where they didn't receive him, there was a lack of honor or respect, if you will. They put him off. They said, well, you know, he's just, the, he's just Joseph's son, you know, the carpenter. I mean, who is this? Who does he think he is? No respect. Where there was no respect, it says basically no honor, and, and he couldn't do any miracles there. It, it, it discounted. It disconnected. And so Jesus was a person to be respected, but when people didn't respect him, they weren't able to receive from him, and when they couldn't receive from him, he, he moved on. He found relationships where there was something healthy in that, where people trusted and people followed. That's the, that's the bottom line in there. Number three is our capability. Capability. When you truly look at someone that they're going to do what they say they're going to do, then they're, they're, you have a certain trust that's there. You know, but when you know they're capable, when they're capable. That's why I'm, I'm always concerned at times, used to, I mean, I, as a visionary leader, I was, I was so wired towards selling people on certain ideas, certain things that I felt so, so um, um, much for that in that I would, I would direct people, I would influence people, I would, I would move so strong in that that sometimes I would oversell. In other words, I would overpromise. And in over, when you overpromise, you can get in trouble. You don't ever want to overpromise. You want to be able to be a person that if you make a promise, you can keep that promise. Recently, I was, I was uh, off from preaching and, and ministering one Sunday, and, and, um, and so I decided I wanted to pop over to another church up in the Metroplex here and attend their Sunday morning service. Well, their, their service is a lot longer, and I, I'd, I'd already promised. My little granddaughter was up here visiting, the Lely, and, and I'd promised her that she was wanting to go to our church and to be you know, up here around some other kids that she knew and, and to, uh, to experience Children's Church. And, and I promised her that Papa would take her. And so I'm over in this other service, and they hadn't ended yet, and, and, uh, and I, I know it's going to go on for some time, and I'm looking at the watch, at my watch, and I know that, okay, I'm running out of time here. And, it, and, and I'm thinking, well, surely, you know, okay, you're wrestling with that thing. Surely she'll understand. She'll forgive me. It w I just had to bring it down to, you know what, I'm getting up. I'm walking out right here in this service, and I'm walking out to be able to fulfill the promise that I made to my granddaughter. And I went back to the house, picked her up, and we got to our church, and she was able to be here for Children's Church. That is vital that we understand that, 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 that trust is built. 
So now there's a level of trust. If Paul Paul says something, he's going he's going to do it. He's going to follow through on that. And so you want to be careful in your relationships. In your what is your capacity? Are you capable of doing that? If you're not, just be honest, be transparent. Say, you know what? I just can't do that. I can't get there. It's okay. Too many times I feel like that that we 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 feel required somehow that that somehow out of these expectations we don't want to disappoint people. But you know what? It'll disappoint them worse if we don't follow through. If we can't fulfill our promises, and that's a tough thing. You know, I I you know for me I've caught, been caught in that. I get busy. I get spread thin. I forget that okay I told this person this, and all of a sudden I'm committed to this and and double book and different. I've done all of that. I have sinned. I'm a sinner. <laughs> but ultimately, in my heart, in my intent, is not to do wrong to anyone and to operate within my capability and understand there are limitations of what I can do and what I cannot do. I've had to learn to say no to some things. I, I, I can't be all places and all things to all people in, as, as a single individual and still fulfill ultimately what God has called me to do. And so with that, I've had to bring that back. And people just have to understand that. And if they can't, I'm sorry. Ultimately, I answer to Him. And, and, and I'll stand before Him at, in, in the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for the things I've done. And I want to be able to truly please God first and foremost. So within my capability as just a human being, that, that is embodied with God's presence, what are those limitations? And we begin, to, we begin to talk through those. We begin to talk about them with our spouse, with our employers, with our employees, with relationships around us on what does that look like ultimately. And, and it's okay to be transparent and honest. Listen, you're not going to have a deep level of relationship without this being a part of a factor that is that is. Uh, enhancing a culture of trust. Capability matters. And the last one that I want to talk to you about is competence. 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 This, this, is, this is about living out of a place of character. Now, I know we talked about, you know, uh, integrity earlier. But, but here, in, in the area of competence, I want to talk to you, you know, even more so building as we're coming through this, of, of your commitment to follow through, even sometimes at your own hurt. That's, that's a tough thing. And being competent and knowing that, that, you know what, I can be dependent on. I talked about Proverbs earlier that an unfaithful person, and there's certain unfaithfuls that you, you just you can't depend on them. And, and what I found as a leader so many times, the reason why um, I'm a lot of times going to certain people to get certain things done is because I know I can count on them, that they'll get it done. If I know that I've asked this person, and, and, I've, and they, even though they may have said all the right things and said yes, if they're not competent enough to be able to follow through and, and, they, and I can't trust them, then wow, then there's an issue that's there. And I typically start my trust in them being able to get it done starts, starts lessening. And out of that, this relationship get, gets hurt in that factor of trust factor. And so, so I, I look for others to, to step up and to begin to do that because I can't trust them. 
if they don't represent me, if they don't, if they're, if I know that they're, they're not going to take and understand as me as their leader, especially, you know, when in directly in my organizations that they're looking at what is, what is pastor's heart? What is, what does he want done? What does that need to look like so that we properly reflect him in that? And I don't feel I, I can trust them. They're unfaithful. They're sometimes just flat out disloyal. There's, there's a whole difference between even faithfulness and loyalty. And we need to understand even those differences. I can be faithful to show up and punch a clock, but it doesn't mean I'm loyal. See, loyalty takes on a whole different, different meaning in a different place. I love what, what Jesus was teaching here in Luke's Gospel chapter 16. In Luke's Gospel chapter 16, I want to kind of, kind of finalize the message today in this in these truths, it says here in, verse, in chapter 16, verse 10, it says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. I, I, I was helping a, a person, they're in a relationship, and, and this person, you know, they, 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 they see that they're, they're good for them in some different ways. They make them laugh. They have fun. They do this and that. But this person, they don't take care of their business. They don't pay their child support. They're a deadbeat dad. They just they avoid responsibilities, won't get a job. Won't. Shouldn't that be some qualifications in there? Come on. Well, they make me have fun. No, excuse me. You need a checkup from the neck up. You need to be able to get your head in the game and say, if this is a long-term relationship, if they're not responsible and, and, and trustworthy and competent in some small areas, if they're unfaithful in what is least, they're going to be unfaithful in other things. That You can't just somehow categorize and say, well, they're not faithful there, but they're faithful to me. Uh, no, 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 no. That it, what you'll find is typically an unfaithful person they, that bleeds over into other areas of life. And don't think that somehow you're going to be immune to that. It is a major factor. Jesus said, if you're unfaithful in what is little, how, again, what is least, you're going to be unfaithful in what is much. In verse 11, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, talking about money, who will commit to your trust true riches? So Jesus is talking about, look, I want to give you some spiritual things. I want to help be able to supply to your life spiritual truths and, and understanding and revelation and how to live life in the spirit and on a different level of living life. But you know what? He, he was basically bringing it down. What's your checkbook look like? You know, can, can, do you tithe? Do you, do you give offerings? Do you live your life to be a blessing to others? You know, are you truly committed to that? Are you faithful in money? Because in the unrighteous mammon, if you, if you hadn't proven that, then he's not going to commit to you true riches. That's a biblical truth right here. Verse 11 of, this, of, the, of Luke 16. That's the truth. And if, if, and if we, as me as a senior pastor, I, I don't look at people's funds in, on a regular basis or anything like that. That's not, that's not what we're about. I just want to live my life to be a top giver. And, I, and I've been able to fulfill that in our church and, and lead by example in that. But, but in that, if there's seriously, if we got to look at different individuals promoting different things, if, if, if I look and there's no giving record, there's no, then that's, there's a problem in that. 
if they're unfaithful in money, then they're going to be unfaithful in other things. And Jesus is not going to commit to them true riches. Maybe why they're so deceived and caught in some of, that, some of this craziness that's going on. Verse 12, And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give to you what is your own? Look at this. You need to think about that. And some of you young men need to think about that. When you're dating another man's daughter, that, that girl doesn't belong to you. You know, she may be going out with you, but how are you treating her? That's, that's another man's daughter. And if you, if you don't have certain boundaries and certain levels of respect and, and, and build the right kind of trust in the relationship early on, it will come back and bite you. And if you're not faithful in what is another's, how are you giving your own to really be faithful with and to watch over and care for? These are vital and important truths for any healthy relationship, especially when it goes into deeper levels. When you think about covenant relationships, marriage is the highest level of covenant. When we enter into certain levels of relationship to do ministry, to do life together, to, to serve within, a, within a, a business, a corporation, and to, to respectfully be able to serve that interest, the interest of the company, and to be able to do that in a positive way. All of that is so vital for the relationship, of, for that to happen. Listen, some of you have been held back, you've not been promoted, and some of this right here is speaking to you. If you wondered, in the, if they look at your life, and you may go, yeah, but, you know, I, I show up, I clock, the, I clock in every day. I get my paycheck, you know, and I, I do my honest work. Are you really? Are you faithful? Do they look at you and go, man, they represent the company. They do it with excellence. They, they, they look to us from our leadership to be able to impart to them and that they live that out to represent us. That's what, it, that's what matters. Because and if they start seeing that that's not the truth, that that's not reflective, then it may be why you're not getting the promotion that, that you need to get. It may be why your marriage is not where it needs to be. This passage of Scripture should speak to every level of relationship that we have. And we, to be successful in all our relationships, need to build a culture of trust so that truly we can be successful with those. We're about to go into our time of worship. As we do, I want to encourage you that whatever spoke to you, that there's an, an, a true honesty of, of bearing your heart and saying, God, these are areas that I need to bring before you. See, this, this is not for you to just have a, have a message and hear a message to hear a message. I believe, honestly, every time when the Word of God is preached and, and in this under this anointing, that you should move yourself to a place to say, I want to respond to what I heard God speak to me and I'm going to lay this before you. I'm going to ask for your help. I'm going to press in. I want Jesus to be Lord of that area of my life. And as you do that, it's amazing what can happen when you, when you move into that. Some of you, your first step, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You've not done that. That's first things first. And you got to put Jesus first place. Make him first. And if you'll do that right where you're at saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I give you my whole life, my whole heart. Come fill me with your Holy Spirit. And as you're doing that right now today, the Bible teaches you'll be born again, born of his spirit. 
and we want to we want to make contact with you. Email us right there. The email on the screen. Let us know. We love you. We care about you, and and we want to we want to be able to connect with you and help you in next steps on where do you go from here if you're saying yes to Jesus for the very first time. Some of you may be rededicating your life. We can reach out to you as well. If you have other needs, please, we want to pray for you. We care about you. We love you. But as we move into this time of worship, this is so important, out of this place of response, and you can let God just move in your life. Until next week, I love you. God bless you.
there will never be a God like you or a love so true there has never been and there will never be a God like you or a love so true there has never been been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. And you have been so, so kind to me. And all the Good. 
was your foe, still your love far from me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all. been so, so No!